0: Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path Rumor Mill, number two.
1: With more rumors mm-hmm. <laughs> and more milling.
2: And more <laughs> milling at <And> the <more laughs> <milling>. same, <laughs> same time, Jess. I got some flour cooking up in yeah. the background, yeah. You can
0: hear the grinding wheel in the background mm-hmm. as the horses slowly trot about, unless we're one of those cool water mills. Mm. really a water make. mill. going to say. We don't believe in animal labor around here.
2: Plus, Kentargo has plenty of waterways. That
3: is yep, true. That is exactly. true. That is Make true.
0: more sense. You watch the water mill slowly turn as you watch the silver salmon leaping their way up the river oh, to man. their inevitable deaths at the hands of silver bears in the Kintargan hills. <laughs> I don't think they actually have silver bears, but that'd be really cool.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. They, might
0: have bears. <laughs> they could They probably have bears.
1: They definitely have bears.
0: Everywhere has bears of one form or another. That is true. It's a fantasy world, so it could be any it could be panda bears in those hills. You don't they know. They
1: have bears with flower with not flowers, with uh, feathers, those feathery bears from the uh what is it, the core rule book or something?
0: The ones like that they showed bears? I think there's a new numeria. I can't Yeah, I, I, I want don't know.
4: The, one of those rainbow bears. I can't figure out where they come from though.
0: They're rad though. Amazing. Somebody
1: hit us up if you know. Tweet it. Heather. <laughs>
0: So yeah, actually, well, the rumor mill, of course, comes up after every three episodes, which is where we discuss the most recent three episodes, as well as go over some emails, uh, answer some questions from everybody, just have a, a general fun discussion. So I am Rick Sandage. I am your hosting game master for the uh, second edition conversion of the Hell's Rebels of Path.
1: I'm Jessica Jenkins. I play Adria in Hell's Rebels.
5: And I'm Jordan Jenkins. I'm playing Lucia Serrini. I'm also Jess's husband.
1: Big wow. credentials. He's so right happy down. to get to
3: announce that now because <laughs> exactly. it's important. very recent. It's important for people to know because I made
5: the I made the joke in the first episode. I made the joke that we're no relation. <laughs> I want people to know that was a joke <laughs> and we were definitely married.
1: <laughs> There's no relation in that we're not blood related. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god! god. Oh, what? No. Oh, why? 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 Quashing funny the story.
0: Funny story. I think we're maybe se- seven, to eight episodes into Mummy's yeah. Mask, a little bit further when someone asked whether Rachel and I were married or siblings.
3: Yeah, because <laughs> we have the same last name.
0: So I you know, was like, I, I guess, you, I guess we rumor, should man. clarify yes. sometime.
3: <laughs> so to clarify, I'm Rachel Sandage. I'm playing Victoria, and I am married to Rick Sandage. Yes.
0: <laughs> For the record, the, there's also no biases there, as I routinely attempt to kill Rachel's characters.
3: Yeah. it It's true. He has no mercy.
5: Rick is like truly lawful <laughs> neutral GM. Like the rules is the rules, man.
2: True. Keep trying.
4: He, he does keep trying. Uh, I am Heather <laughs> Allen and I am playing Cesare Nightbloom in Hell's Rebels.
2: Uh, My name is Ross Scoggin, by the way, and I play Nicolo Aita and I am married to my job. So... <laughs> <laughs>
3: And he's librarians. a librarian, so that's actually pretty cool.
5: <laughs> I was going to so. say, if you got to be married to a job, being married to all the books means it's never a dull moment.
2: It's that is true. true. There that go. Is true. And I have a contract and everything, so yeah, there we go.
1: <laughs> Very relaxing. Some of the contract
0: you. devil and all. <laughs> I suppose we should get into this. So we're going to be talking about episodes four, five, and six. Uh, it's interesting being back in the single digits after yeah, having recently right. recorded episode 130 something of Mummy's Mask. Mm. So episode four was, uh, well, episode three ended with the party arriving and uh, breaking into the back door of the livery mm-hmm. where they, uh, yep. the last three episodes are kind of the livery arc. Yep. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Nicolò crowbar to open a door, and uh,
3: so then everyone argued about who was going to go in. So Vittoria just walked it.
5: We're not, we're not yet the brave adventurers that just like kick down doors and like move yep. in like a SWAT team. You know, we're still forming.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, Cesare is a wizard. He's never going to go
1: first. <laughs> you
0: know? I mean, to be fair,
5: wizards should not go first.
0: That's
1: <laughs>
5: general rule of
0: thumb. Uh, yeah, so there's a couple hungry puppies in there.
1: I know, puppies.
0: Mm -hmm. And the party diplomatized the puppies.
1: Yeah. Andrea stepped up and used her druidy skills. and We're going to feed them and then we'll have uh, guard puppies.
0: Because
2: I was actually getting ready to like, oh man, I'm going to have to non-lethally beat these puppies with a stick and I really don't want to. It would have been devastating. Yeah. uh, We're not
3: really big on the, you know, the puppy hurting.
2: So thank you for making me not do that. I appreciate that. Cesare mm-hmm.
4: is not going to keep one of these dogs. Well, we're going to keep them at our base. We don't even have a base.
5: We will. We do now.
4: No, no we're either. not using uh, that place as a base. Oh my God. <laughs> that place is
0: gross. I will point out that two of those dogs are worth two silver pieces each. No. As they are large enough to qualify uh-uh. for Proclamation the Third. We
3: are not that you can hand them over to the, the dogs <laughs> to July <laughs> Bar- Thrunn.
0: No. Jerk. Yeah, but following <laughs> following said fight against well, actually following the avoided fight against the yeah. hands, the party had explored the livery, managed to pick your way through a uh, a gate. I think it was Cesare climbed up and retrieved a No, Cesare tried, tried. tried.
3: <laughs> and then Niccolo tried and failed but then succeeded.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I get for poking fun at Cesare before attempting it. <laughs>
1: Niccolo had to uh, you know, limber up
0: Yeah Yep. I did it eventually, but yes, it yes. took me a moment. Yes, retrieved a signet ring from uh, mm. on top of one of the support beams up top for the Juliac family. Yes. Yeah, the now defunct family, right? Yep. Yes.
3: Yeah, they're all but extinct.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there may be some members left, but they've lost their noble title. So mm. if one of you dies and wants to come back playing like the last inheritor of the Juliac line or something. Minor, I wouldn't even call this a spoiler, but... Uh, interesting observation I've noticed is it comes up a lot that there are a lot of defunct noble houses mm. that are now like either merchant houses or even commoners that fled to Kentargo following mm. the chill Civil War because mm. they opposed House Throne and then their houses were basically destroyed and this is as far as they could get away but still have assets left in their family. Mm. I see. That makes sense.
5: Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty hard to liquidate all of your assets into like platinum bars and then move to another city because bandits
0: well, yeah. and also because House Thorne took over, and then everyone who opposed House Thorne, they immediately marked for death, and then claimed all of their lands, titles, and territories. Mm. So,
5: yeah, you know, like you do,
4: like well, yeah. you know, civil war.
0: You guys then found some tracks that could have been either possums or grimples. They turned out to be grimples as you made your way downstairs. Unfortunately, and, uh, I wish it was possums. <laughs> I wish it was possum. You guys still got into an animal fight because yeah, there was some rats. We yeah, some rats. yeah,
3: some R-O-U-S's.
0: Yep. <laughs> that was the second fight of this podcast. Uh, how, did, how do yeah. you guys feel about fighting uh, some rats? Traditionally, the rats would have been the first thing that you fight if this was a traditional, mm-hmm. any sort of RPG. <laughs> yeah, All I wish much. is that
1: I had gone down the ladder first so that I could have been like, hey, buddies.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I think the other we weren't so lucky. Nobody actually hired us to go take, get rid of the rats. This was just done on the house. They were just right. in the way. Yeah, it's a little community service really you know yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> these rats don't even have any treasure
1: <laughs> <laughs> can't you like take dead rats and be like look I killed these rats and they'll pay you It's not yeah, another proclamation it's, a, it's it is. yeah rats, Yum.
4: birds and something
1: else
0: so it's yeah like if any of ravens. you wanted to collect those rat bodies before you left they were worth a copper piece each
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true
3: I, I mean, Lucia is pretty broke now.
5: I am, I'm, I, I am pretty brokeish, but I don't know if I'm quite too, you know, rat catching as a profession. Yeah, I think she still has some pride.
1: We can also feed them to the dogs. We'll see how long that lasts.
5: Actually, yeah, I could feed them to the dogs. Actually, that would probably be a better use of them.
1: That's a, you know, it's protein, as I was told by a vet when my dog ate a rabbit and it freaked me out for like seven days.
0: Mm. <laughs> I remember oh, that phone yeah.
1: call.
0: That was some dark times. Yeah. You guys let me know whether or not you want to turn in those rats later. All right. So,
5: I think feeding them to the dogs is nicer.
1: That way the dogs have food. Yeah, because the yeah. dogs will yeah. starve.
5: Otherwise, we have to remember to
1: come you back know. and feed them. I
0: mean, unless the rats are diseased, you don't know. Oh. I will inspect them
1: with my medicine skills.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <Right>. probably, <laughs> probably you know,
5: give them yeah, I once don't over. recall
2: if any of us got bit by one of the rats, but... Uh, if anybody did, it was you. I know
3: they bit at <laughs> you, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they
2: bit at me a lot, they... lot, but I'm covered in chain mail, so...
3: I don't know if it actually succeeded.
2: Yeah, if you, if you have a sudden
0: aversion to water, see your doctor. Uh-oh. <laughs>
2: Uh-oh.
5: Being rabies. a sign of rabies,
0: yes. Mm, yes. Yeah, following that, you guys then fought some uh, Grimples. I, I wanted to mention this on here, because I'm sure we'll probably get a little bit of feedback. The time of recording that episode, even I think at the time of uh, release for this, I had to do a homebrew version of the Grimples, as they are in Best Theory 2, but unfortunately I did not have access to that when I was recording that episode. And so if there's any confusion, assume that these are Kintargan Grimples, <laughs> which may operate slightly different than you regular Grimples. You the air
5: quotes there for Kintargan.
0: <laughs> it, was in the, it was in my phrasing. <laughs> Wait, I thought but Bestiary yes.
1: 2 is out.
0: Bestiary, actually, I think it's Bestiary 3 was what I was thinking. It's the one that comes out this month. So I apologize. Yes, Bestiary 3 is where the uh, Grimples are supposed to be. But unfortunately, I did not have access to them. Ergo... These may have operated target. slightly different. So yeah, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're if you listening to that and it's like, that's not how Grimple's projectile vomit works, <laughs> then <laughs> first of all, maybe, why do you worse? know that?
4: Or maybe even Grimple's don't projectile vomit, which would be nice for all of us in the long run. <laughs> it
5: would be nice for everyone involved. That was mm-hmm. gross.
0: Regardless, yeah. when I statted them out myself, I leaned generously in the direction of disgusting. making them more disgusting. Yeah, you guys did a quick Grimple fight. Finish that mm-hmm. off.
4: People have lice.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so now we have lice and vomit
0: all over us.
4: Gremlin lice. So. Yep.
0: Thanks. I hate if it. If you uh, if you put them under a magnifying glass, they look like tiny little gremlins. <laughs> I especially <laughs> do.
4: Cesare is already second guessing this whole rebellion thing. We're gonna dump <laughs> you all in a
1: river.
2: So the gremlin lice look like the viruses in Dr. Mario. <laughs> yes.
0: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Excellent.
4: It's one of those, there's there's vomit, and magic lice, and rats, and oh my god, why?
0: That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Sure. You looted some of the uh, the Grimples, you looted the Grimples' nest in there, took all their treasure, including some silver buttons, uh, mm-hmm. you made your way down to the polluted cistern. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was a, uh, you guys found some cool writing on the wall, apparently uh, uh, yeah. opening a portal to hell at you one know, point. You know, somebody just yeah.
4: opened a portal to hell, it's fine. Like, I mean,
5: that's a pretty normal thing in Cheliac, so
1: And you sure, know, why yeah. not? mud wretches came out.
0: Yes, and <laughs> in Kentargo, instead of, like, teenagers playing with Ouija boards, it's teenagers opening miniature gates to hell.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah and whoever uh, did it yeah, was like not very skilled.
5: So there's that at
0: least. But, skilled enough to let in at least two dretches, though. No. Dretches? No. Lemures. No, Lemures. Lemures.
1: Lemures. Lemures. Lemures.
0: For as uh, disgusting of creatures as they are, it's a nice word. Lemures.
1: I gotta say, I really enjoy crit fails because you get wrong information, and I find that very fun.
0: Yeah, that was mm-hmm. funny.
1: Yeah,
3: because you were totally convinced. Oh, it's just yep. a mud and elemental. Then, oh, and we then, good. It's we good. Chaser is like, no,
4: no, that's that. That's definitely it's like a devil. Sure it's,
3: <laughs> mud elementals don't typically know infernal.
0: <laughs> or who speed. knows, man? Yeah, they do require a little bit of digging on my part because I like. I remember going. Okay, it's a it's a muck covered Lemire. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll just dig around through the best areas until I find something that kind of looks like that. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see someone mistaking it for this mud monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. I was about to say, mudmen are a deep cut. They're yeah. not very common. Mudmen. No. <laughs> Making the uh, assumption there. With the, with the Grimples, and the fact that they look like possums, giving like, oh, you misidentify it as a possum is uh, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a little bit easier. Mm. Yeah, you guys then uh, managed to to fight and defeat them, despite the fact that you had nothing to bypass their. Uh, it's not even damage reduction anymore; it's just physical resistance, is what they refer well, to. Well, we as. did.
4: We just mm. weren't using it.
0: Oh, we didn't know about it till almost the end of the fight. Too, yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: It took Cesare mm. a Start- second to go oh, wait, what do I remember about these things? It's been a minute.
0: <laughs> Which I I don't think we've gotten into this much, but I actually really appreciate the recall knowledge as an action, especially if you need to do a couple of things in that first round of combat. It's one of those you see something moving, and for but if you don't have the action to spin on it, it's almost like you see something moving in that first six seconds. You're like, oh, gr- oh, God. And then immediately like blasting off magic and everything else before you actually register what you're dealing with. Mm. You're just like, nope, something's crawling out of the mud at me. <laughs>
4: Well, it was two rounds. It took, in real time, Chazere, 12 seconds to go. Those are Lemur... I cannot... My French is awful. Lemur. Those are Lemurs. This is what I remember about them. It's not like it was the 30-something minutes that round actually took for him to recall that. It was 12 seconds. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And I also appreciate that you can do multiple multiple recall knowledges because, because like, I know that there are some GMs that stick to that six seconds of like, I'm only going to give you what six seconds of, of information would be. So being able to roll multiple uh, throughout the rounds to get more information is, is very helpful, especially if you botch it and crit fail it like uh, Adria did
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even really actually, have that skill. I had a zero.
0: Which is the funny thing where if you're trying to recall knowledge, you know, you go, okay, I don't even know what this thing is. And so I rolled your recall knowledge for uh, for that and went, okay, well, you know, Adria's religion isn't actually all that great. So, it's
1: like a or something.
0: Yeah. And so uh, I liked the idea of it also, especially in Adria's case, it defaulted to her assuming it was something that she actually knew about where she yeah. went, oh, okay, this must be nature related
1: that's why I was like oh Uh, cool like I was like as a player like okay yeah that makes sense maybe like it's in the mud I don't know like who knows they're two
0: mud monsters um but no, well, I do
1: sometimes miss rolling
4: as much with the secret rolls. It does add mm. to like interesting role playing moments like that yeah. where yeah. Adrian is like, "It's yeah. this," and Chesare is like, "No, it's really not." <laughs> you know. <laughs> and in the future,
1: that could become a "Who do you believe?" I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. in the
0: future, it could be, "Oh well, maybe it's something a skill that usually Cesare has really good at, but the random secret roll just rolled poorly on it, and Lucia happened to get a perfect twenty for a roll for recalling mm-hmm. knowledge on something, and then it's like no one's gonna believe." Lucia over Cesare when it comes to a knowledge check. <laughs> true. It's true, yeah. which is super cool. And then Lucia's like, I was right all along.
1: <laughs> Take that. Still so identifying magic objects, I still don't like the way second edition does it. It feels too cumbersome. There's too many different spells it you takes, need. And it's it takes all kind too of long. Me. The 10 minutes is way too long.
4: Well, even item. the
1: in-game yeah. time is whatever, but the out-of-game time trying to figure out how to do it, and like, do I have this spell prepared? Do I have this spell prepared? Like, that's kind of, it just kind of bogs the game down.
0: I think it's something that'll flow a little bit le- easier once we get used, because we've been used mm. to it for so long of, I cast a tech Magic, I make a Spellcraft roll, and if that roll fails, then I can prepare and identify identify it tomorrow. And so I think as we become more accustomed to it, it'll probably flow a little faster.
1: Mm, hope so we did
0: get to explore those rules a little bit at the end of that episode because Mm -hmm. you guys found the the stash left behind by the silver ravens which included a little bit of armor and weapons I think uh, Niccolo was Mm. the only person excited about the armor and weapons well I can't (laughs) use any of it
4: besides the crossbow which I already had one so I mean yeah but Niccolo was like Mm. sweet
0: yeah Yeah. stuff
4: and then we found the lockbox full of the coded in three different languages that we only know two of so hopefully our friend hundreds uh, of pages Rex knows Strix. And we met ravens!
0: It's true.
3: Mm
5: -hmm. (laughs) We can tell what
3: Jessica was excited about.
5: Yeah, (laughs) it's funny because I've never been so excited to find silver raven figurines of wondrous power. Like, it was just super fun because I was actually hoping when we started this adventure path that we would find some because the silver ravens are you know, an organization, but also could be using that item. But I didn't expect to get that in like episode six.
1: (laughs) Oh, they all have personalities. And I took the old one and I'm excited to use him and see how grumpy and grizzled he is. It's going to be great. Yep. Cesare
4: is definitely going to use that on his off days so Raven can play with the Raven. True. We can also just send each other's messages just be like, <laughs> how you doing? You eating your vegetables? Oh, no. Talking about the Ravens does kind of harken back to the new magic rules. I need to pick up identify for Cesare <laughs> just so in case we need yeah. more information
5: quickly for things, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: It is that interesting thing where they hand over these magic items, and in first edition and in second edition, the same. In first edition, you know, a figurine of wondrous power is a decently powerful magic item. Mm -hmm. And in second edition, this is an item level six. Yeah! It was just given over to these first level characters. But it's so intrinsic to, you know, the Silver Ravens use these so much that they literally became the name of the organization because these Mm -hmm. items were so important to them. And the way that they of, secretly communicated with each other and all the rest of that.
3: I, I, I took it, it uh, like discovering them as a really good opportunity to kind of characterize Vittoria because, you know, she is kind of the the quieter of the group. Yeah. Um, and so like her getting excited and trying to experiment and whatnot, I kind of was trying to use that to show her curiosity and figuring things out and why she likes to do that. So it's true.
1: it was fun. I think everybody kind of had a good moment with that. Like we all kind of realized It was funny because that was a moment where I was like, Adria probably shouldn't be acting this excited because she's really not. She's pretty wise. I don't know if she would tinker with magic items, but I guess she really likes birds because
5: mm-hmm. she I mean, was very established excited. That she likes I was going to say, Lucia doesn't know, you know any better. So it's like, you know, the don't even know enough to be dangerous. Like, oh, I mean, this seems fine. These things turn into ravens. What could be wrong with that?
4: Well, and it was an experimental. Yeah. Chesrays like magic list of names. Hmm. Let's see if this
1: works. (laughs)
4: Nice. He was kind of like, maybe we shouldn't activate all six of these things, guys. But I have to be quiet for 10 minutes to try to identify this so I can't scold any of you right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will say that um, as far as customizing, personalizing the story, all the rest of those, you can read these on uh, my conversion notes uh, when we release the conversion notes for the first part of book one. Where in the book, it simply states that you get six Silver Raven figurines and heather can probably attest to this as well like i'm a i'm a very big fan of uh, ari salvatore's dritt and series
5: oh which yeah which includes
0: boy. guinevar Quinevar. which is a uh, figurine of wondrous power that turns into a panther and it's dritz's oldest friend and all the rest of that has mm-hmm. personality and mind you guinevar is basically an intelligent ma- magic item yeah these yeah. birds are not intelligent per se they actually possess no more intelligence than a raven which are actually Aww. very intelligent animals true yeah But I liked the idea of instead of just having like, oh, you have a command word or whatever it is, like having it be their name, because that's how that's how Dritz would summon Gwenevar is. He would call for Gwenevar. And it was Mm -hmm. the same thing that once he was done, he just said, you can go home, Gwenevar, like she understood him. And the Ravens are the same. Way in that they understand any commands that you give them can't understand any commands that would be so complex that an animal like couldn't be taught to do it. Mm. But they do possess that level of intelligence. And making them individuals, I I wanted everyone to get an attachment. And once mm-hmm. you anthropomorphize this object into a creature, it's suddenly like now it's precious to me. Now if someone like if someone stole Fetchin from Cesare, Cesare would care. More than just, oh, I lost an expensive magic item. It's like, no, I lost my quirky little hyperbird.
3: Yep. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. I mean, Vittoria is planning on going home and activating it and spending, like, the four hours that she gets just, you know, learning every single thing she can about this thing. So True. she's going to get attached.
0: <laughs> and again, it, it also has the advantage that once you guys have a home base if any of you learn something you can just send the raven to wherever your home base is and go you know we need to have a meeting i found out this information Mm, fly around gather everyone Mm-hmm. Summon the flock to the rookery.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: so right. that would be a
2: pretty good base name, calling it the yeah. rookery. The rookery. Yeah,
3: I'm just gonna think gargoyles, though. Yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, super gargoyles.
0: Or the penguin. <laughs> or
2: the penguin. <laughs> 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 no, we're
3: gonna go with gargoyles.
0: Yeah, and then after that, you guys collected all the stuff, and you're headed off to the Long Roads Coffee House yep. to go right. and meet up with uh, Rexus. Got a crate. Sure. Yeah, we
5: got a crate full of uh, coded words that are definitely not going to be weird if the
0: Dotari search them. It's <laughs> yeah. coffee. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's it's just coffee beans. Don't worry.
3: <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure we all smell horrendous, so I don't think the Datari want to be anywhere near us. No? Well,
2: we're going to
1: have to stop and rinse you guys off because you can't bring fleas into somebody's place of business. That's just rude. No.
2: Lice, but yes, gonna... I agree. Yeah.
1: Lice, fleas, yeah. whatever.
2: They're especially, not that dissimilar,
4: especially magical lice. You know, let's yeah. not let's get
2: a not, magic lice infestation in
4: the school Ugh. district. You know,
2: I'd also like to just not have to scratch every round. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah,
1: yep. So that's what we'll do next: is dump you all in the river. Yeah, yeah, or a water trough, or whatever we happen to come near. Next. Whatever
2: we can. I'm not picky as long as yeah,
0: you know, <laughs> yeah. <these laughs> anything that off.
5: has enough water to fully submerge in.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: we have to go across the bridge to get to the other side, anyway. So,
0: yeah, Adria's like, "Do I want to let them into my house with these things?" No, <laughs> no, no yeah. and I don't
1: blame her. <laughs> no, lice and fleas are so hard to get out of a house. No, no.
0: Oh no, yeah, you had a fumigate. Yeah, and that gets us kind of caught up to where y'all are now, and a little bit insight into what happened there. So, we do have some emails as uh, we have a oh, had a very positive reaction to the launch of our podcast.
5: Yay. Yay!
0: So, uh, are we all ready for some emails?
5: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So, this first one comes from Gary in Brooklyn, New York. Uh-oh. Uh oh, I
1: feel like Gary's gonna hey, have Gary. words for me, and they're not gonna Gary's be nice gonna have words
5: for us about how bad these
0: accents are, y'all.
1: And they're not gonna be forget about it. No,
0: probably not. <laughs> Gary does have some words for us, but they're positive words. Oh, okay, that's
1: cool. Good.
5: Thanks, oh, Gary. That's good. That's good.
0: Uh, Gary writes in and says, "Hi, folks." Hello. It's been interesting to listen to the first three episodes of your 2E conversion of Hell's Rebels AP. Yay. Regarding the proclamations, some of them, particularly the restrictions against embroidery or consumption of mint, seem to be based on sumptuary laws. There's a long history of one group of folks telling other groups that they can or can't eat or wear or use, from antiquity to the modern day. I think the inclusion of such things makes the Kintargan setting feel more realistic, especially given the pseudo medieval, although still quite anachronistic setting of many of the so- societies in Pathfinder. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it's actually, that's a very interesting outlook on yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Cantargo yeah. yeah. feels very Renaissance to me. So it's a little bit yeah. less medieval, a little more Renaissance. Feels a very renaissance to
0: me. Hell's Rebels was the first AP I purchased back when I was buying Pathfinder APs. I tend to referee rather than play in games, and while I'm not a fan of the guided story mo- model of the APs, a lot of people I've played with do like the guided directed focused play style. And I think that Hell's Rebels is a pretty good one.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, Yeah,
0: we we like it. Yeah, I've been listening to Find the Path since about episode three of Mummy's Mask.
3: Oh, wow. Thank you for jumping on so early with that, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, And I was happy to throw my few dollars into your Patreon when they launched. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And hopefully you enjoy Tyrant's Grasp. (laughs) I should hope so. He does go on to say that uh, even though I'm not really a fan of APs, they do make for a good podcast. And for the most part, I've enjoyed the shows that you've all released. Yay,
1: awesome. thank you!
3: Yeah. Yay.
0: Uh, I hope this doesn't come across as critical. I've been playing RPGs since 1981 or so, we'll and I'm really up. from a different era when it comes to mentality and methodology for running or playing games. It's understandable. It, yeah, it yeah. doesn't come across yeah. as really critical. Everyone has their own different, different taste strokes
1: yeah. Different strokes for different folks. Exactly. Yeah, I mean,
5: if you grew up homebrewing and you're com- more comfortable doing that, then it would feel probably rest- Restrictive to do an AP. Like, I totally understand yeah. that. You know, and back yeah. in
4: high school, Rick did a lot of homebrew and things like that. But with podcasts and everything like that, a more structured story, yeah, is easier.
0: That's true. And well, Funny enough, just to throw this out there, because I saw some I saw someone make a comment about this a while back. I can't remember who, and I apologize that I can't give a shout out to you. They were talking about how one of the advantages of listening to a podcast that covers a, an adventure path is if you jump into a podcast that's an actual play that's homebrew, you don't know what characters you're getting, what level of competence you're getting, or even what story you're getting. But if it's an actual play that's of a AP then you know that you're at least getting, you already know the story beats. Yeah. So you're like, I know it's going to be a quality story from Paizo mm-hmm. and one that I'm potentially interested in, even if I don't know the quality of the people that are playing it or the characters that are going to be involved in it.
1: Right. The other interesting thing about it is if you don't like to play APs, but you do like the world of Galarian, you can still yeah. get these stories to help yeah. out the world. And then you can make your own stuff. Yeah. The yeah, exactly. lore
0: and, and all of that. Yep. Gary then goes on to say, good luck to you all and may 2021 be a better year for all of us.
3: Oh gosh, I hope
0: (laughs) so. We we really hope so. Yes, and (laughs) same to you too, Gary. Yeah,
3: same to you.
0: Gary includes a PS on here that -hmm. says, Typhling, we're going to say that just for, uh, (laughs) <laughs> explaining why this is on here. Tiefling was introduced in the D&D vocabulary by Wolfgang Bauer and seems to be based on the German word tief, which means deep or low, and of course, ling, which means descended or offspring. The German yeah. pronunciation of tief is tief, T-E-E-F. Make Dude, of this what you want. The plural of tooth.
3: So it should be like tiefling. <laughs> tiefling.
0: Tiefling, which is what Ross says. I've just always yeah. said tiefling, and so I kind of like my brain defaults I, It's because of it.
3: how it's spelled, because it's t i e.
0: Yeah. And so yeah. when I see
3: that, I think Yeah, and if tie. you never
4: if you've never seen anybody I think I mentioned this on the Discord that the first time I ever saw that word was in the 3rd edition Forgotten Realms core rulebook and I'd never heard anybody say it and it's T I E. Yeah. So, you know. It's I, I, I do though. wish
3: that games would include pronunciation guides for certain things. I don't think they need it for everything. And saying
4: Tifling is going to is like an over 20 year habit at this point, it's going to be real hard to break. (laughs) You know? Yeah,
0: I know sometimes I vacillate between the two pronunciations of it and so uh, if my pronunciation it's, of Tiefling bothers you, it will sometimes be Tiefling
3: You know what? Let's just say that it's a dialect thing and some areas <laughs> say Tiefling and hey, some areas say Tiefling because that's kind of how it is in real life too you It's know not what? the most yeah. egregious
0: mispronunciation I've ever done <laughs> On to our second email Our second email comes from I'm not positive how to pronounce your name so I apologize It's either Vooter or Wouter W-O-U-T-E-R
3: um, so I would say Vouter. Maybe yeah. Vauter. Yeah.
0: Regardless, they write in and say, hello. Hello. Uh, they do not provide a, a place that they're from. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So maybe uh, what is the, what is the Southern city in Brevois? It's in Kingmaker. Well,
2: Brevoix's capital is New Stetven, but I think that's further North.
0: I don't think that's yeah, the Southern. That's fine. I city.
4: don't know. I like that. New Stetvin. New Stetvin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll, we'll say that we have, uh, we have this letter in from New Stetven in Brevois Mm hello 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 i am new to the podcast and have thoughts so i'm just going to structure this to make it as easy to read as possible i hope i love it
1: i am new and i have have thoughts thoughts. i'm excited to hear said thoughts i'm excited about this
0: one i really love the opening scenes with the characters you okay. all did an amazing job tying the characters to the city, making connections with NPCs who may come up in the story again, highlighting locations and why you may want to care about them, and setting the tone of oppression descending on Kentargo. Thank you. Mm, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Two, as the title of this email suggests, I have run the Hell's Rebels AP as a GM. Oh, cool. I started in December cool. of 2018, right after we finished the PF2 playtest, using the playtest rules. I then switched over to the actual PF2 rules when they released half a year later. Oh. This was a mistake.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hell's Rebels was the first time
0: I ran an AP, always doing homebrew before then. Turns out that learning how to run APs while converting to two systems that you're not familiar with is a bad idea. Mm. I especially struggled with treasure. Oh jeez. Yeah. yeah, shout out there. The of the things that I've had to convert, treasure is probably the most difficult.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Ross can attest I to that. It.
0: Yeah. Absolutely agreed. And I, I know Ross and I had a conversation about this because uh, you know Ross had some struggle with that also with his conversion mm. of the uh Hollow's last hope. Yeah, absolutely. They go on to say three. I am excited to see how you adapt and change the adventure knowing what's to come. Uh, I'm not going to read what's in parentheses there because
4: eh, spoiler <laughs> <laughs> secrets. Mm,
5: this is why secrets. Rick gets all the mail first so he can check for spoilers. <laughs> I want
4: rude. I want spoilers. Yep. Not really, but also now I'm really curious. Mm. curious. It's going to be curious. crazy devil
2: times. Okay, Rick, at some point when we get to that spoiler, I'm going to have to ask what it yeah, was. Yeah,
3: flag so. this email. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just just keep it in mind. I'll try to keep that in mind.
3: Yeah, put it on a post-it, and stick it on your screen.
0: Mm-hmm. Four, I didn't end up running all six books. Being vague for spoilers, there's a really nice event somewhere in the campaign, which, if with some minor modifications, makes for a satisfying ending. Oh, and okay. so I'll oh. be excited to see where the rest of the story goes or how you decide to handle this.
3: Hmm. I think I know exactly (laughs) where
0: you're talking about we don't five I heard about the plans for this AP on the No Direction podcast I am pleasantly surprised by the strong storytelling focus despite the tactical combat style of Pathfinder the AP has lasting effects on the world of Galarian and I hope both the GM and players enjoyed the ride Regards. I mean, well, enjoying it you. so far. Yep. I was yep. gonna You're say
5: true. we're definitely going to enjoy it, just because that's kind of just how we roll.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I get to play a <laughs> dream. Even ready. if
5: the adventure pads are not like the best adventure pads, we always have fun with them. So
3: yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, and shout out to uh, to Param and Ryan over at No Direction for having uh, Ross and I on to talk about converting one e to two e stuff and, uh, and making oh, yeah. our announcement there about the Hell's Rebels conversion.
2: Yeah, that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun.
0: And thank you for listening, Vitor. They're good folks over there.
2: Yeah.
0: As as is uh, Vitter. However we're going to pronounce that. Or water. I apologize. For those of you who have been following us for some time, you know that I have an issue with names in general, uh, real or fantasy. Uh, And so if you wish to include pronunciation, if it's not something as common as, say, Rick, (laughs) feel free to do so. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, my last name is also mispronounced all All... the time. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> the time. Mm.
3: I thought my maiden name was difficult and everything. And then got married and now everyone pronounces it wrong. And I'm like, this is an English name. It's not even a German name.
4: <laughs> my favorite so, is when people put imaginary R's in it and somehow get Sandridge. And I'm like, yeah,
0: <laughs> I was Sandigo for a very short period of time. Conference. So that was fun too. Rachel
1: Sandigo, though, sounds pretty Sandigo's cool. Sandigo's fun. You should change your name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yikes.
1: Having just done that, it's not that hard.
5: Are you complained about it the entire time you're changing your name.
1: I, I, I mean, it's I
5: was there.
3: Changing your name is the biggest pain in the butt. The DPS <laughs> is the lie. Problem. If I hadn't, if, if I'd known the process, wouldn't have done it. I'm never doing it again. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, just say. <saying. laughs> Like, let's hope. So we're, we're,
3: we can't go for Diego because it, I'm not doing it again.
2: <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Rick will do it by himself.
0: Yes, all alone.
3: <laughs> all of us change our last names to Black Rose
4: and be done with it.
3: Ah, that's <laughs> what my last name. <laughs> really? You don't want to be a Jagari? No, I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> is also Jagari's
5: no, got bad jujus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's I like
1: Jenkins. Jenkins makes me think of Powell's Moving Castle. You got mm, the whiz yep. Jenkins going.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So for our third email, This is from Stephen or Stefan, depending on how you pronounce it. (laughs) Mm. Getting back into that. Uh, From Virginia slash Keonan.
1: Hey, very cool.
0: I was very excited to hear that you're doing another podcast. The new characters were great. And I look forward to hearing about their backstories as the show progresses.
3: Well, good. We're, we're excited to, to yeah. show you <laughs> and develop those stories.
0: One thing that I noticed was the potential for problems getting the heroes together. The way this opens could easily lead to the group not meeting during the riot. Did you think that there would be any problems getting the group together without it being forced? a little bit Hmm.
4: no I I, once we all started once the riot fell apart and we all started running away I knew Rick was just gonna wave the hand and say we all ended up in the same place when we stopped running
1: (laughs) you know I figured it would work out
4: okay I don't know I just have faith that the AP is gonna bring everybody together
3: (laughs) you know I'm not gonna lie I kind of half expected all of us to get arrested and be in the same cell Oh, that would have been fun,
1: except also (laughs) it would have been awful. Yeah,
5: except the problem is we would not have gotten out of that cell. You know,
1: it would have been like game over. Um, A prison break in the second episode? Heck yeah. uh, It would have been kind of (laughs) cool. Well,
0: they actually cover the rules in here if the party gets arrested. Oh, yeah, because you could stay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you lose, if you get knocked out. Which is uh,
1: probably a fine. Let's be fair.
0: Again, as I established, I think in the previous uh, rumor mill, they specifically state that they won't even like they'll try to stabilize you because there's so much paperwork if they kill someone on the job
2: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) that they don't want to have to deal with.
5: Thanks, bureaucracy.
0: Yeah, if the PCs are defeated, assume that none of them are actually killed. Instead, they are brought unconscious to be detained with a number of other unfortunates involved in the riot. You can allow the PCs a chance to escape on their own if you wish, in which case they should have the encounter with Rexus uh, soon after making it to safety. Otherwise, they'll be bailed out of the guard tower by an unknown benefactor, a mysterious man who asked the PCs to meet him at a local bookstore.
1: Oh, that would have been really cool. Oh, okay. I kind of wish yeah. we had been arrested. I do not.
5: <laughs> I know. I, I feel d- I like
4: being arrested <laughs> by have the government would have just been, the school would have mm-hmm. been like, okay, you can't work here anymore. Well,
5: okay. especially, I yeah, I was going to say, especially being arrested after having killed somebody, <laughs> you know, because we, we killed a couple people in the. They, they do kind, the kind of scuffle. clarify
0: that in the craziness that no one, like, no one saw who killed those people. Oh, that there was so much going on. So you would have, like, they just There's charged no all of you for the protest. It's a different approach to it if you choose to go that way. Mm-hmm. I found it interesting whenever I was doing this because that was a... It's an odd, like, everyone flees. It's a little bit of that, like, coincidental thing that everyone runs there. I think having Rexus involved makes it a little bit easier where Rexus goes, okay, these are the people that, like, actually stay and fight. Yeah. I think the only problem would be if the fight broke out and then, you, you know, one person was just like, F this and then took off running <laughs> at which point it's like, you're yeah. probably not really heroic material anyway. So uh, I can kind of understand why rexus isn't approaching yeah. you to like lead a rebellion. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but what really I mean, kind of sways him is the people that, much much as the, this party did, a couple of you. I know Nicolo and Vittoria immediately took to directing the crowd. And yeah. that's what Rexus was looking for, was these people that can stand up and not only try to take charge, but people actually immediately listen to them.
5: Mm. It was tryouts is what I'm hearing, is the riots were really just Silver Raven tryouts. Well... <laughs>
1: Did we
3: make
2: the squad? They became
5: that. Uh, we made the squad because we're on the squad now. We've got the ravens and everything.
2: Rexus would probably have rather not had it happen, but since it did, he might as well take advantage of it.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Looked over, saw these people being all heroic and stuff, and said, those guys. Stephen <laughs> so goes on to ask, what do you think were the best adventure hooks slash inciting incidents for Paizo APs and modules? Ooh. So it's I would consider for some people, this might be very minor spoilers. I mean, it will be about like the very beginning. Uh, But since it is the inciting incident. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, everyone just pick one. So Jessica says strange Aeons. Mm. Yeah,
1: that's like the best hook ever. You can't not be part of the adventure in that one.
0: You wake up in an asylum with amnesia.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, some weird stuff's happening and you have to get out of the asylum.
0: What about you, Jordan?
1: I'll go
5: with Skull and Shackles, uh, where you, you basically get <laughs> oh, okay. knocked out and press, <laughs> ganged <laughs> press ganged into the boat together. Like, that's the best <laughs> way to start it, where it's like, I just happen to be in the wrong place at the
0: wrong time. <laughs> Rachel?
3: I'm going to go classic, probably Rise of the Rune Lords when you're at the festival.
0: Uh, it's just a, it's a festival goblins attack, and you all got to band together to fight the goblins. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ross? You know, I
2: think I'm going to have to go for uh, Carrion Crown. I actually oh, know, yeah. like the. Oh, yeah the grave circumstances no pun intended
0: yeah. though got to it yes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that one's you're all good. you're all friends of a person showing up yeah. for a funeral yeah
2: yeah that was interesting
0: yeah
4: uh, i don't know i like uh, several people have said ones that i really like but uh tyrants grasp the whole oh, i just yeah. woke up in a tomb <laughs> what the going oh, on yeah. Yeah. that
1: one's
5: good yeah. that one's
1: good yeah yeah
5: that's a good one you're dead and well, and you don't need to know each other beforehand, really. Like, you just have to all be in the same town when it happens. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it even cl- clarifies that people are just passing through town if you don't want to play someone from the town. Although you lose a lot of the impact of the story in Tyrant's Grasp if you're not actually from Russell's Coffee. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It's true.
0: Yeah. I may be biased towards this one, but I, I do... I actually like the way that Mummy's Mask does it, where you just like, okay, you showed up in a in a place for adventurers, so you're already an adventurer. Mm-hmm. It's like you're almost the last people chosen for dodgeball where it's like, well, everyone else has a team, so uh, I guess I know that oh, We all know that. <laughs> that result. person's by themselves
3: and that person's by themselves, well, we'll just make yeah. this work.
0: Welcome to the Losers Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hopefully it works it's- out better than Pennywise the Clown, but we'll yeah, as it well. Pennywise shows up, I'm out. I don't
1: know, I think that group <laughs> can handle it. Uh, Haka- yeah, probably.
3: Haka
0: Tepe is played by Tim Curry. <laughs> oh, no. oh my. Tim I mean, I do Robo love Tim
3: Curry.
5: he
4: can't be the Sky Pharaoh. It's
2: true.
5: He's, He's got rough. range. That man can be multiple, multiple What if the things.
2: Sky
0: Pharaoh is an aspect of Rogue? Oh, Deck.
2: Jesus. Ooh, Ooh. Twist. That'd be
3: terrible.
0: Uh-oh. So, uh, Stephen then continues stating, uh, oh, and Heather, Uh-oh. I definitely want to try Hell's Vengeance. In fact, our group may play it when some of our current adventure paths end. Excitedly waiting for the next episode. <laughs>
5: She'll finally get to play the Zonkathon cleric of her dreams. Oh, I'm not gonna play a
4: Zonkathon cleric in Hell's Vengeance.
0: You uh, three time yeah, to play Hell's Hell Knight.
4: <laughs> I've got a few ideas. I'm the only one that, re- out of this, the Find the Path crew, that really, really, really wants to play it.
1: So because we're all yes. nice
5: folks. Watch Heather unleash her e- her inner evil.
1: Y'all will be like, "Whoa, dang!" <laughs> <laughs> She's been tempered Guinness. by our niceness. You're not even That's ready. That's true.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Stephen or Stefan signs off excitedly waiting for the next episode.
1: <laughs>
5: well, oh, thank you, hey. Stephen! Yay.
0: So usually most of our other stuff uh we have kind of a a thing that we tend to do towards the end of the episodes we don't really have one of those for uh for the rumor mill yet uh like our casting the gods in uh in mummy's mask yeah did
1: we cast our characters for
0: this so that's that's what i thought would be a fun thing to kind of share on this is uh if we were making a tv slash movie of hell's rebels who would be our rebels and so mm. I would like each of you to cast your own and I'm going to cast a, a character of some interest to me. Uh, let's start with Jessica. We'll just make our way around.
1: Okie, okay, okay. Uh So Adria is played by Cameron Manheim who was on The Practice and uh, was in Person's Interest and she's been on a lot of TV shows. Um, but she's she's got that like, she's kind of older. She could be a mom type, but also she can be Fierce AF. Uh, so I think it's like perfect.
0: Awesome. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: so Lucia Serini is played by Ariel Winter of Modern Family fame. Uh, so she plays um, Alex on uh, uh-huh. that show. And uh, I don't know. I just uh, I really I really liked uh, her vibe. And I believe when I looked her up that she is um, Greek and uh, part German. So I was like, that seems pretty cool. All
0: right. So Heather.
4: Cesare is, uh, I casted Lee Pace for him. Most people I don't know, Thranduil from The Hobbit and then he's in Guardians of the Galaxy but he's in all the makeup He's real blue (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I don't know I just, he's got elvish features and I just, I don't know I just liked it I don't have much more than that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he was
3: in Pushing Daisies. That's what it was. Yeah, Pushing I Daisies. I loved that show.
0: Huh. <laughs> so from uh, Heather, we go to Rachel.
3: Um. So for Victoria, since she's only half Chalaxian, I went for uh, Imogen Poots. I first saw her in V for Vendetta way back in the day. And for the longest time, I didn't actually know her name. I just knew her face because she has a very interesting look about her. Not... Not in a bad way. I just, I, I I love the way she looks, actually. And so uh, probably more recently, she's she was in Jane Eyre. She was in a, uh, oh gosh, she was in that weird movie with Jesse Eisenberg most recently. Mm. But she just has a very unique look about her that I think just fits kind of that half-elven look. She looks very elvish.
0: Very too. expressive eyes.
3: She has very expressive eyes. And she's just a fantastic actress, too. I just love her.
0: There we go. All right, Russ. Okay,
2: well... um, I cast Matthew McFadden for Niccolo. You're probably most likely to recognize him as the Mr. Darcy opposite Kara Knightley's yeah. Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice uh, mm-hmm. back in uh, the mid-aughts. Uh,
3: 2005, to be exact.
2: 2005, yes. There we go. I
3: may have seen that movie a hundred times or more. <laughs>
2: But he, he's done a lot of other things as well. And he has this sort of quiet intensity to him that I wanted to kind of uh, carry over to Nicolo. Because Nicolo, at the end of the day, is a very intense person. Yeah. And plus, he has this sort of ability to just sort of stare into someone's soul, which, you know, is kind of like uh, Nicolo's sort of intimidating presence as well. So,
0: yeah. And a jawline that could cut glass.
2: Yeah.
0: Also true. <laughs> also true. All right. So I kind of went back on back and forth on who I was going to cast for this. I figure for your primary antagonist for mm. Brazil Throne oh, geez. had to be someone who could pull off the bald really well. Mm-hmm. I'm going for Mark Strong.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: That guy does oh, a good villain. So
3: perfect. I <laughs> That's love what I
2: thought.
1: <laughs> As soon as you, <laughs> as you said him, I was like, yep, it's going to be Mark Strong. And then it was.
2: So who who's that? Oh, oh my Ross. gosh. Oh,
1: so
3: he's Merlin in the Kingsman series. He is uh, the bad guy. Um, uh, Lord. Uh, uh, oh, my Black- gosh. What's Black- his Blackwood? name? Blackwood. Blackwood. Yes. Blackwood. From the Sherlock movies. Art movie. He was in the Robin Hood. I, I could go on. He's in a lot of stuff.
5: He was in Shazam.
3: Was I don't think I've seen Shazam. any
2: of these things. Oh, <laughs>
3: He was Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie that was terrible.
2: Oh, I did watch that, but I don't remember anything. Okay, you've Mark. Seen Mark, that? Strong was the, Mark Strong was the best part of that Green Lantern movie. Thank you. I mean, He yeah. was. I mean, I like Ryan Reynolds. But Have you seen Stardust? Ryan Reynolds? Uh, no, I've read the book, but I haven't seen the Dang movie. Dang
4: it. Okay. Ross, I, I love you and your lack of movie knowledge so much. It makes me I, feel better yeah. about never remembering actors'
3: names. <laughs> 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 it hurts my soul, though, because that's, that's what I do.
5: I just never know who <laughs> any of them were uh, to begin with.
2: But, I will yeah. tell you, yeah. he
5: he, will do, he would do a very good job with that. Yeah. Um, I oh, don't yeah, actually know would. if he has a widow's peak, though. Oh, that, he does. I mean, Mark Strong has a, has a widow's peak. Do-
3: Have you not seen peak. him as Lord Blackwood? We'll add it in post. So if you get
0: a chance to look at Barzillai Thrun's uh, artwork, the man has the most intense, intense look. and uh, Yeah, my God. I, just, I think Mark Strong could pull it off. That, yeah. by the way, like personally I just kind of sold a lot of this adventure path to me because like that is a sans the mustache a mustache twirling villain yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah it's just like also what evil. is that mace it looks like it's made out of like
2: stone Dude, that
5: mace is crazy
0: oh yeah Hell, wait until so. that mace is swinging at you uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't stone, man. it is a really cool mace So Kevin cast everyone there. Everyone has a better visual idea of, you know, at the very least, a better uh, idea of what the characters look like. Other than just our amazing artwork, which is uh, available, Mm. I think, on our website. Yes. So all of that craziness aside, all of you may remember that when we did our last rumor mill, our first rumor mill, in fact, we did a contest announcement, a dice giveaway for people, uh, what I affectionately like to refer to as a bribe. For people to go
1: on
5: and give us okay. reviews. Is, is it a bribe or is it good marketing? I do like
0: that a lot of people, one, it's good marketing. I do like that a lot of a people, of one, yeah. like that lot of people said the that they were going to do it anyway, but this just gave them more incentive. <laughs> nice. Who,
3: who of our listeners is not a dice goblin at heart?
0: That's true. Oh, yes. So oh, yes, we rocks. announced uh, we announced with our first rumor mill that we are going to do a dice giveaway for our I believe their aircraft grade aluminum dice made by Norse Foundry.
4: You didn't say mm-hmm. it in yes. Armor's voice.
0: That's true. <laughs> Armor's not here.
5: Yeah, this is this is Hell's Rebels. We this is Hell's Rebel.
0: It takes place yeah. in the future. For all we know, Narmer's Pharaoh now. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: That was his secret plan all along.
0: Look at me. Look at me. I'm fair now. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Anyway, so yeah, and uh, so the contest was, of course, ran through uh, the beginning of February and is well past the beginning of February now. And Mm -hmm. so we are ready to make our announcement for who the winner of our contest is. And of course, all of you are Uh, I hope feel like you're winners because you're getting some great content, even if you're not necessarily getting, even though we've only got one dice set to give away, we do greatly appreciate and have read every single one of your reviews and they warm our hearts. Even Rick's
5: cold GM heart. My
0: cold, cold GM heart. Yes. Do you
2: need a drum roll? Wait, but I don't think my heart's cold. If anything, it's actually way too warm.
0: (laughs) Russ has one of those Grinch hearts that's three sizes too big. It's yeah, um,
4: called cardiomegaly, and it's not
3: good. Yeah, that's, that's, not a, that's not a good well, condition. Why well, am I
0: not surprised that Heather knows the <laughs> technical
5: medical term yeah. for my heart is three sizes too big?
0: <laughs> but I won't need a drum roll just yet. What I will oh. need is I've made a handy dandy little chart, so I'm going to ask each of my five players to there roll you. me a d6. All right, five d6 will generate a number between five and 30 all right I'm who's ready? rolling first I'm uh, ready. all of you roll at once
3: oh, i already rolled okay. okay
0: so jessica three three jordan five so eight heather six <laughs> of course uh 14 <laughs> rachel four 18 russ Three. 21. Lucky Black 21. Oh, Blackjack. Blackjack. Alright, who is uh, who is Blackjack? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: spoilers.
0: Super play, spoilers! Play Curse of the Crimson Throne to find out. Well, since I did randomize these names, it's actually one of our early reviews. Ooh. So, we're going to send out congratulations to Michael, aka Frizz, on our Discord. Hey. Cool. Hey. Nice. So congratulations, Michael. Michael wrote in. I like that he titled the review, My Review. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I didn't realize this is a book report. Did he write a book report for us? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stating, uh, Find the Path Presents and Find the Path Adventures as a whole have the best Pathfinder podcasts around. They are somehow simultaneously funny, gripping storytellers, and genuine. Their 2e conversion of Hell's Rebels has been a delight so far, and I am only expecting the best. Do yourself a favor and listen in.
3: I <laughs> <Aww>. appreciate that.
2: <laughs> I know the compliments burn Rick to his core, but still. It's <laughs> <Yep>. good.
0: <laughs> yep. So thank you so much, Michael, and thank you to everyone who participated. We uh, we were very pleased to read all of your reviews and really we hope that being that you have a new podcast to listen to that all of you feel like you're winning
4: and you know i'm sure we'll do giveaways for various things again in the future so if you didn't win this time you'll have a chance again
0: it's true we've got lots of swag these days it just Mm -hmm. keeps growing so (laughs) we've got swag to give away and we don't have cons to go to give it away at so
3: i know
0: Gotta yeah. do I can't something. wait to be able
3: to go to cons again. Please,
0: please give stuff soon. away soon. It's
2: really crowding me out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. Yeah,
1: yeah, we do we store all of it at Ross's house. Yeah. We did yeah.
0: designate yes. Ross's house uh, our warehouse. So
1: <laughs>
0: I, I put a sign out front and everything, move. too.
2: Hey, to be fair, it's being
0: used for business
5: purposes. You can write that off in your taxes.
3: <laughs> there
2: you go. go.
5: If I could You're move welcome. my hands
2: to do my taxes, that would be great. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Just lock him in a cold box and occasionally hit the remote recording button.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it Friday again? Excellent. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs>
3: Now I have kidnapped <laughs> the Sandy Claws in my head, but I'm replacing it with things about Ross. Oh, <laughs> <enough. the> Ross.
5: <laughs> okay, you need to write that down because I need I need I I've done a parody song before. I need you to now do a parody song.
3: <laughs> Kidnap the happy Ross, lock him in a box, bury him for ninety years, then see if we talk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean
0: maybe if I you cast speak dead but
2: uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah thank you uh, for listening to our after party thank you for participating in our contest and until next time good luck Pathfinders
3: bye, bye. Uh,
2: I'd wave if I could weird. move my hands
1: <laughs> Set up. Set up. Set up. buy merch <laughs> the buy merch free the Ross
3: hashtag, 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 hashtag free Ross free
4: Ross
5: with merch <laughs> uh,
1: from merch really yeah. free from merch yeah. <laughs> free Ross for merch
0: oh my god oh man <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015 Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash path.